Ahoy, everybody. Welcome back to another Sack Manager. This is a Tottenham podcast. This is episode 118. I'm John. And I'm John. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> uh, this has got off to a great start, hasn't it? Um, this is 118. Where to, where to from here? Um, I'm not even going to ask you as per the normal protocols as to why we, why we or you or who, you know, whoever you did this it, one. You know. Yeah, I, <laughs> you I, I, ask I think that. Yeah, yeah. I think that um, you didn't I like that my this one. one uh, yeah, I think that this one sort of, uh, you know, we're all. We're all, you know, going through a rough time, you know. We're all frustrated. And, uh, you know, I think, I think it pretty much it it, uh, it, it explains itself. Um, but look, before we get into this, I'm sure there are some people that thought they'd never hear from us again. Well, we had one <laughs> uh, person. Well, there's been yeah, a few right. people. Okay. There's been a few people who have um, contacted us and sort of said, hey, you know, what's going on and um and so forth so allow me to explain because i think i'm probably the more the main protagonist for this um so i think the last podcast that i did was um we it was one of the it wasn't the first draw of the ura the europa league it was the the second draw it would be i don't know one of the 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 next round or the or the, or the knockout stage I think, yeah yeah know. yeah and um and i think you know we had a I really liked how that first um, uh, podcast went, where we did the, you know, the, you know, the the, the group stage, and 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 you know, there was some good sort of banter, and um, and I think you know we were both sort of planning, and then something happened, and I ended up sort of just doing it um, uh, solo, and um, and I remember saying at the end of that, uh, at the end of that particular episode, oh, you know, we'll be back next week, and talking about blah blah blah. Well, that was probably what um, I think we worked out as like, mate, I don't know, the 15th of December or something like that, you know. <laughs> and um, and what's today's date, you know? Oh, as it turns out, it's like the 14th of uh, December and, uh, sorry, 14th of um, of April. April. So it's been, it's been about sort of like four months. And, um, and I guess, you know, uh, you know, I, I guess every now and then you sort of think, oh, you know, we, we can't do this week or there's an international break and, and all that sort of thing, you know. And we were doing really well, you know, because I know the last couple of years it's been a bit, you know, been a bit difficult. You know, I've had some <laughs> university sort of studies to do on top of the full-time work. You know, you've got, you know, the young ones sort of running around and, uh, you know, you've got um, all those sorts of home duties and, you know, and, and other things. There's omnibuses to read and comics and bits and pieces and stuff the other hobby. Um, but I guess, you know, from uh, from us, you know, all of a sudden, you know, uh, we may have taken one week off and then it's Christmas and it's like, well, you know, we've got to take Christmas off. And then it's like New Year and we're stuck watching You Can't what you can't Stop the Music on Channel 9 here <laughs> as per every, <laughs> every, as per uh, every uh, New Year's Eve. Because I think it wasn't New Year's Eve on a Saturday night or something like that. I can't remember. Anyhow, that's inconsequential. We're going off, off topic already. Um, and then, uh, and then basically, uh, I don't know, we, I think we had planned to do one in February, maybe I was ill or, or you may have been ill, whatever. But then, um, but then I think what happened was where, um, I moved and one of the things that happened to me was that, um, 
it all happened sort of uh, pretty pretty suddenly and so forth. And um, I basically had to pack up sort of uh, all the gear. Um, and even though it took me like you know like a month or whatever, you know, to uh, to move and and uh, organize all the bits and pieces that you've that you that you've got to do. Um, uh, you know, like I basically, yeah, I, I packed up all the podcasting gear and I think I just said to you, we'll just take two weeks off, <laughs> you know, and then that sort of turned into, you know, possibly, you know, um, I mean, I sort of moved into here, to this new place, um, probably maybe the first week or the second week of February. Um, and then, you know, uh, you know, you're unpacking all the stuff. So that's another week or two and blah, blah, blah. And then, um, then before you know it, um, there's a, a couple of other things. I think there was an international break where we just said, oh, you know, we won't sort of do one this because no one will be, people just want to rest from it all. Um, and I won't deny there's probably been a few, you know, non, um, how would you say, uh, you know, with, with the way that the sort of the, the, the team was sort of going at some stage, it was kind of a bit uh, tough to be um getting up at, uh, you know, at, at two in the morning or whatever it was, you know, especially because we're in the UEFA Cup, a lot of the games were on are on Sundays or rather our Monday mornings. And so, you know, with having to go to work, it's always a little bit sort of difficult. And then, um, you know, there's sometimes only a, a short window for us to uh, where we can actually get together and do uh, um, and do some of these things. And if we miss we miss the window, then basically it's, um, you know, sometimes we say, oh, we'll do it on the weekend. Never happens. <laughs> yeah, and, no, then, and then I we know and then, that's not going to happen. <laughs> yes, yes. And then this, and then this particular week, um, or sorry, last week we were, uh, we, we got on and we ended up uh, chatting about a few other things. And then before you knew it, it was like, you know, I think quarter to one in the morning or something, you know, and we just said, well, yeah, well, it didn't like, happen. It was after one, yeah. It was bizarre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, which is, you know, like I mean, we do these kind of a bit late when um, other members of the family are probably in, in bed, or you know, the the, the commitments of uh, <laughs> the family commitments are uh, are done, and you have some a bit of quiet, you know, or rather, you know, that's probably you. I'm just here on my own with the cat, so. Um, yeah, so that's basically where we're, where we've sort of been. It certainly wasn't, you know, that we had given up or or anything like that. Although, you know, you can obviously, you know, it, it's very easy to to come to that sort of conclusion. But um, yeah, but thank you to all the people that have uh, gotten back to gotten back to us or sent us some messages saying, you know where we've been going. And um, the other thing is, is that, um, you know, even though I guess we, we think that the, 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 the easiest place is, you know, to listen or to find, you know, podcasts is on um, Apple, the, the Apple iTunes or the Spotify or um, iHeartRadio and, and, and all these sorts of things. Is iHeartRadio or, um, I don't know. But anyhow, like we sometimes we've been looking on online, you know, for certain things and we've come across um, uh, other people who have left some, um, uh, as a hot rod just goes right past my window. Um, I don't know if you can hear that. Um, Even at this hour of the night, um, you know, like where we've found like some people have left some reviews on of the podcast, you know, and not just recent ones, but other ones that we probably haven't really 
seen because we just didn't know that um, that our feed was being picked up on different. Oh, that's uh, the thing. I've got no idea. Yeah. Where, besides Spotify and iTunes, I didn't know where our our I don't know where we actually upload it to. Sends it to all these different um, podcast stations. I don't know, but so that it's a surprise that there's so many that people that people are able to actually listen to us. And uh, it's kind of like, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause you have a look at, you have a look at the, um, at the download figures and, um, and I guess they're pulling from all these different, um, all these different, uh, you know, little, you know, pod beans and, you know, iPod or ice, ice sports podcasts and, you know, and all these sorts of other things. So um, I was really sort of shocked at the, <laughs> at the, at some of the, um, the reviews, I just did, you know, we, I mean, we're kind of two humble guys. We don't really, we, you Were know, they good? We, we, Were they good reviews Yeah, I, you know, honestly, I don't think anybody, uh, uh, anybody gave us any real curry or anything like that. So um, they just, uh, I, I think they just sort of appreciated that we're kind of a little bit different. Uh, well, this is my, this is my view is that, yeah, we're kind of a bit different from, you know, like the, the Spurs, the, some of the other sort of Spurs podcasts. I think every Spurs podcast has got its own um, sort of flavor. You know, um, obviously hosts do their do their jobs, and sometimes you know you you get you know like if you're the Spurs show, you get all these different guests and um, and all these other sorts of things. And um, and it's good that there is some variety because it can be a little bit uh, jarring to listen to the same if you if you listen to all of the podcasts um, that you listen to the same thing and it's the same sort of exhilarating highs or, you know, mundane lows, you know, <laughs> you know, and that's, I guess that's what we've sort of been going through as a sort of collective um, supporter sort of thing. And um, yeah. And, and I still, I, 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 I'm not sure if there's still another Australian one out there. Um, um, who, I'm sure there is somewhere. Don't know. Yeah, there would be. And, and it's just that we just don't know. Sometimes these things can be, you know, like sometimes you type in Tottenham podcast and sometimes you don't really get, you know, it's it sometimes when you go like to page four, five, six, that you sort of see, you know, the cheese rooms and all these other sorts of, um, uh, you know, the Oxford family podcast and all these sort of sort of things, you know, that we've all, you know, that we all listen to, that we've all, you know, um, at, at, at different times. Um, uh, yeah. So, you know, and, and I think, yeah, I, I think there were some of them that were from some of the other podcasts. I, I can't really remember that that may have left a comment or something like that. Like some of the like the some of the American ones and stuff like that. So that was kind of um, oh. that was kind of good. That and but the thing is is that some of these comments were actually from a couple of years ago. So that's uh, <laughs> oh well, <laughs> uh, we were well a then, bit more regular perhaps. <laughs> well then, we'll, we'll say hello to uh, Stefan who sent us an email or a message last week saying. Where the hell? When are you? When are you going to record or something? You know of that type. So, yes, we're here eventually. Yes. So we were doing. You were right. We were doing so well up to December, and then I don't know what it is. I think January for us is always difficult. You know, it's summer. Everyone's on holidays, and it's stink, you know what it, I mean? because it's, it's stinking hot as well. Yeah, um, and it's kind of hard to organise these things. <clears throat> but um, as you can tell, we're sort of – it's almost like an early winter for Melbourne. Um, it's cold. It's dark. 
So I thought, well, mm. <laughs> so that's why we're podcasting. We've got nowhere <laughs> else to go. I mean, not even in lockdown did we podcast. <laughs> we just a lot of podcasts. <coughs> but yeah, no, no, look, you're right. Look, these things happen and uh, people should be too surprised because it's us. <laughs> um, yeah, but we're still here. Um, yeah, and, and look, it's, it's it's definitely our intention to, you know, play out the season. It's just that, you know, especially with me moving, you know, I mean, for me, I took the opportunity to, um, you know, obviously with, you know, I mean, obviously here in Australia, the, you know, the lockdowns are kind of, the restrictions are sort of easing, but, you know, the, the one good thing for, you know, uh, for office workers or, you know, people that have the op- the opportunity to work from home is that, you know, we're not going to be in our chosen offices as, uh, you know, as regularly as what we were pre-COVID, you know, with, you know, yes. like that's one of the, that's one of the good things to come out of this is that. Um, I think we both agree uh, on that. Work, workplace. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. I don't want to <laughs> But uh, look, I enjoy getting, you know, rolling out of bed at uh, 7.55 and starting with starting at eight, but, um, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but it's also it's an opportunity you know to um to venture out you know on what 24 stations from melbourne now so <laughs> you know so um yeah so when i do go to the office like you know it is an early definitely an early morning train but um crazy. you know but but you know that it's it gives us an opportunity to, to sort of move and to think about the um the way that you want to live and uh and uh you know it, the the flexibility agility and you know all those sort of wanky kind of corporate terms um you know sort of <laughs> sort of comes to mind you know yeah they i mean these are the you know the corporate sort of uh sort of terms that we um you know but anyhow look technology is a, is a is a wonderful thing i think all the businesses have um hopefully you know um have embraced it and uh yeah, it gives us yeah an opportunity. So um, yeah, so I, I doubt very uh, doubt very much whether we'll be doing too many podcasts in person. Um, it'll be good to do one every now and then if we if we because you know we the way that our workplace is going, we're one week on, one week off, and you know we and we're, we're, we're on, the, we're saying, on you know, different two, weeks. So. <laughs> yeah, we're on different weeks, so we so I don't even really sort of see you in the in the person, although. We did um, catch up, I think, for uh, – it was, it was one week, you know, and um, – That was one week we were both uh, in the office, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we um, sort of caught up there. But apart from that, I think it's probably been, I don't know, <laughs> probably 12, 12, 13, 14 months, you know. So um, – True. Strange – certainly strange times. We're not the only ones. Uh, so, you know, um, and, of course, other countries um, – Brazil, et cetera, et cetera, doing it much more tougher than us. So, um, oh, but anyhow, sure. look, um, I know that we're <laughs> probably 10 minutes in and we haven't even touched any of the <laughs> things, but I just thought it was important just to give people a bit of an a bit of an update and to sort of say, you know, we are definitely still here. We never wanted to, um, to end it or something like that, you know. Uh, I mean, you know, there will be an end time, I'm sure, but we'll, and we'll definitely, you know, make sure that it go out with a bang, but... Uh, you know, but as we as we are right now, you know, um, we enjoy doing this and having a chat, and um, and I think it's like some people say, it's just like um, where's you know you you have some podcasts that are very sort of structured and all that sort of thing. You know, we have a structure, and the structure is that we just chat. 
Yeah. <laughs> we can find the structure. <laughs> we'll send it out. Yes. Yes, yes. And we try to keep it to 45, but occasionally we go up. Oh, um, let's not talk funny now. <laughs> we never keep it. I guess also time. and I guess also another um fan who uh also was screaming for a three-hour, was it a three-hour episode or yeah. something like that, where, where after one episode where we said we must keep this down. Um, Yvonne, who we used to work with. Um, yes. And yes, yes. So um, The longer the better, she said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she's yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy lady. Um, okay, so let's, the, the housekeeping's done. Um, let's sort of get into this. Now, the you know we've just been beaten by Manchester United. Um, I, I sort of feel as if you know, like we wanted to do like a um, I think maybe a month ago, um, the crisis episode. You know, we always love the crisis episodes, you know. Yeah, I know you do, um, yeah, yeah, with a capital K. Um, <laughs> so I, I feel as if we we have missed the crisis. And, no, we haven't. Uh, and, and, it's and just I every week's a crisis now. <laughs> yeah, but no, no. I just think it's probably more of a depressive nature, you know. I think. Um, I think you know. Th- the first bit of a of a downfall is the crisis, and then it becomes normal because that's all we, <laughs> we're doing. We're not so, actually. You know, um, yeah. So you know, like over the the past few weeks, there's been some you know some really. Um, I guess mystifying results. Um, there's been, you know, uh, you know, Mourinho out, Levy out, players are rubbish. All that, all, you know, all, all that, all that sort of thing. Unless, I mean, there's been, you know, at, at any one time, just from there's the always owner. been, yeah, yeah, correct. You know, and 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 I think that you know the Joe Lewis's of the world, you know, they've got. I, I know that they choose to be anonymous and so forth, but sometimes you just wonder what is going on. Um, what are they thinking? You know, um, we're never going to hear. That's that, that's just the way that they sort of do business. We got to deal with um, with Levy. He will definitely uh, come into. I mean, I mean, he's he. Sh- there is always some shoulder of blame um, at the top for for various reasons, and we'll get to that. But um, we've just come off, I guess, you know, on uh, Monday morning our time, and it's Wednesday night over here. So a couple of days ago. The Manchester United game that was at 1:30 our time in the morning, and I don't know. I just I couldn't. I, there was no way I was staying up for that. I just. Uh, <laughs> I think I was still awake at 12, but uh, you know, with with work the next day and, and all that sort of thing, I just said, no, no, you know, we'll just I'll just deal with the replay. And when I sort of heard the result, the result was not. Um, the result was what I was expecting. I probably would have thought that we. That it was either going to be a two-one or three-one loss, um, you know. I, so I, I, look, we're, I, I think we're all sort of at a loss for words as to you know where do we go from here. But I guess first of all, I just you know we haven't had you know other podcasts have sort of you know lived the crisis and talked about it. We haven't had the chance, I guess, to give our give our point of view so you know like i guess if you're after a a man the man united game sort of thing you might have to listen to another podcast i mean we might touch on it at the end if we can be bothered i don't think we will um (laughs) but i i guess i I guess what we want to do with this particular episode is just take heed of um maybe where we think 
the issues are what you know well first of all what's what, where we stand with the with Mourinho the players and Levy and so forth um, where we think the the issues are um, and and you know what what are some of the alternatives what what we think should happen um, I mean there's some you know if you're talking for example about the news you know Nuno Espirito Santo has been linked with us now. So, you know, all of a sudden there oh, is some jungle drums. Yeah, there, there is. <laughs> I got that one right. Um, <laughs> there is some jungle drums. And we'll touch on that, on, on that, you know, maybe when we start to get, you know, maybe towards the end where we start to think, okay, well, what are some of the, uh, the different things? Is it players? Is it change of manager? All that sort of thing. So maybe I thought it would be great maybe if you want to start off and just give us, like, your opinion, obviously, when, I mean, we were both, we, we were, I think both of us were not real big Mourinho fans, you know. Um, I think, I I think for me personally, you know, obviously when Poch left, um, there are a lot of people saying that he was sacked. You know, uh, you know, you know, on the dotted line that that may have happened. You know, but I think basically that um, the conversations, uh, if you go back, you know, to the, you know, two years ago, two and a half years ago that he was going to leave anyhow. I think he was just frustrated by, you know, the lack that he couldn't get perhaps the players that he wanted um, so forth. And I know that it was a stadium thing um, and I know it's a business and, and, and all that sort of thing. But I think for him, he had, I think that truly that he had had that conversation with, um, with Levy because our understanding was that both of them got along quite well. Uh, you know, there was no animosity. But I think, you know, that when he can't get his way, when... Um, you get to a certain point, and I think that every manager that we have, you know, either past, present, and future under Levy will get to that point where, you know, the honeymoon's over, you have some results, but then all of a sudden you're, you're hamstrung by, you know, the business that is Tottenham Hotspur. Um, let's go back, you know, so obviously, yeah, so we were not real big Mourinho fans. I think, you know, for me personally, um, I was prepared to um, acknowledge that, you know, he's a winner. The, I mean, he's got trophies. He's, you know, um, even at Man United, he was not really sort of well-liked by by the fans and, and, and their sort of community. But he won, you know, I don't know, like a, was it the UEFA Cup? And he may have won another cup. I can't remember. The League I Cup. I don't care. He won the League Cup. Yeah, the League Cup. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there is... You know, so I was prepared, you know, and I knew that we, you know, that this was um, Levy's, I guess, in your like love project, um, you know, that's, uh, you know, excuse because, me, behind because, closed because, doors, I missed that prime <laughs> program. <laughs> yeah, I've I've always thought that that this the club is um, <laughs> the club's players, the club is coaches, and all that sort of thing. But I think that. For him, he appointed Mourinho um, purely because, um, and if he was a fan, he's a fan, that's fine. But for me, I think he uh, he he met a certain business profile um, to lift the club up to something. Now, of course, you want to get top four all the time. You want to win the Champions League. You want to do all of these sorts of things. But without necessary investment, you know, in this sort of business, I mean, this is one of the very few sports that doesn't have a salary cap. You think here, like with the AFL, we've all got salary caps. We've got drafts. You know, 
the NFL, the NBA, you know, NHL. I mean, all of all of the leagues except for you know uh, football. Um, this is the this is the one sport where you know where there are going to be some clubs that you know um, they'll have a they'll have a couple of moments in the sun, but they'll never be ultimately ultimately successful unless you go out, you recruit the best players, and you just sometimes it works, sometimes egos get in the way, and that's fine. Um, I don't know if Mourinho um, thought that way, but I think that um, you know. We're sort of at that point now that most uh, of our managers are sort of there where they say, okay, I've I've sort of developed a few players, all that sort of thing, and it, we're now sort of ready to sort of go forward and, and uh, you know, sort of invest. And um, I sort of feel, you know, maybe, we're, maybe with Mourinho, it's not so much that he hasn't got, you know, the, the players. I mean, he's had – we had a, you know, a decent window um, – you know, uh, during during the summer where we sort of got in, you know, four or five, you know, four or so sort of players. The thing you got to remember is that there works a few windows where we got nothing. So really, you know, I think that we've almost sort of reached sort of the 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 the, the sort of plateau when we when we start to think of that. Getting slightly off topic, but um, I want to know from you, um, and and I guess I guess where I was going with that just just before I go to you was that. Um, you know, I, I didn't like Mourinho at Chelsea. I didn't like the way he came to Spurs and and you know trounced us a few times. And you know, Poch- you know, under the Pochettino, we sort of started to even out the balance a little bit. But um, you know, I you know, I didn't like the way that he acted. I didn't like the way that um, you know the Battle of Stamford Bridge. You know, all these all these sort you know sorts of things that that really sort of you know um, as Spurs fans that we just absolutely sort of despised him for. But when he did come. I I was prepared to say okay let's let's give this a go. Um, I think that maybe there were some supporters there that just said no, I am not going to be bothered with this sort of garbage. It's going to be rubbish all from the start. And they've had, and for those sort of supporters, it's been a really rough sort of eighteen sort of months since he sort of came on board. Um, but you know there have been some. Some good times. I, I think that there's definitely been some games in there where I think you know we've been unlucky. You know, hit the post or Kane's missed a you know sitter here and there. Um, you know, a couple of players out of form. You know, um, the defenders are, are just a whole different sort of thing. So there, for me, there's a variety of different different reasons. But um, where do you stand on all of this um, with you know Mourinho and and all that sort of thing? I mean, what what was what was your thoughts when he first came to the club, and um, are you at all surprised about the situation that we're in? I I think both parties, let's say Levy and Mourinho, made assumptions when this relationship began. That uh, that were that were fa- that was false. From Levy's point of view, I think it was um, seeing Mourinho's history and the success he had at Chelsea, Real Madrid, Inter Milan, and a little bit of Man United. And Mourinho, from his point of view, probably saw the squad that basically Pochettino drained every last bit of blood from in talent and so I can do I can work with these guys I don't need that much more to do 
because of the way I think from the way Pochettino had them playing as a unit, as individuals, we saw the development of these of quite a few players from where he started to where he left. And so both made assumptions that were wrong. Now, now Mourinho at Man United, even though he did win a couple of trophies, and let's call them in reality to what he wanted to win, minor trophies. He would rather win the league and the Champions League as opposed to Europa and the League Cup. Okay, um, so that there was a warning sign there that perhaps whatever his tactics were, perhaps were a little bit old-fashioned. So we're once blinded by the fact that he won a lot of trophies at those other clubs. We have to remember as well of the talent that he brought in to those clubs. You know, Chelsea, he, he they spent... Chelsea at the time when he was there were the richest, almost the richest club in the world. So they could go and buy whoever they wanted. And he bought ready-made players who knew how to play their positions, who were world-class. And of course, bringing such a new, all these players in to, to the Premier League, suddenly he turned it, he turned it over. For instance, where and I know we know one Arsenal fan where he thought that it was their time <laughs> when Mourinho came that Arsenal was like we're going to win a lot of trophies, and then suddenly Mourinho came with this Chelsea side and stopped their party. Um, and the other occasion, Man United as well won some trophies there, even in spite of Mourinho. But um, it was that, and then when he went to, did he go to Real Madrid next? I think. Um, or Inter, one of those, he brought in a lot of players and they were successful because he bought the players that suited his style. And, you know, and we we know what happened at Chelsea with him. They were He he turned him into a very toxic side that everyone basically hated because of the gamesmanship that he actually utilised there. Um, and so... That we were, I think, and as fans, and look, and even me, where I I didn't want him at Spurs, but I kept my mouth shut like you, because it was like, okay, <laughs> we know why he's come here. He's come here to win trophies, and Levy has seen his history, and sort of has seen, okay, whatever he is, we'll take on, because we'll win some trophies because that's what he brought. He didn't go and see that the expenditure that was that was that was used to acquire these trophies. He went to clubs that was you know Real Madrid and at sort of Chelsea who was super rich. You know, beyond normality of the time. You know, Chelsea before Abramovich was a yo-yo club really. You know. And uh at Real Madrid, they're always been at the top of the pile. So at those two clubs, he had the money to spend and to buy who he wanted. And pretty similar to Inter Milan, I would think. I think maybe it was that. So that was his pedigree, and that was how he basically played his games. So we were fooled by the sense of this guy wins trophies, 
but not seeing how he won trophies, whether his defensive style, which is not really part of the Tottenham way, um, whatever people say um, on social media, there's a certain way that we play, you know, and then um, and then he, he almost, he, he sort of started a bit that way, the sort of the Spurs way, but then he sort of um, evolved back to where he was or devolved. <laughs> Um, and from so basically, I think both made assumptions that weren't true. Levy thinking, okay, well, he wins trophies, yes, but are you prepared to spend 600 to a billion pounds on buying a squad for him, which of course Spurs are not. And then I don't know whether Mourinho had looked at Spurs very closely beforehand to see what Pochettino had achieved and how he developed these players because what we've gotten from Mourinho is not a development of players. These players have not got better under him. Some have got particularly worse or have returned to where they were before Pochettino took hold of them. And that's the disappointing thing. I thought at least by the, by the strategy and the tactics that he uses, that he would at least develop our defensive backline, playing, get them playing as a unit um, especially and also in conjunction with the defensive midfielders part of our of our team, and that hasn't happened. We look worse. We look very amateur because it's almost like they're playing as individuals and not as a unit. And the one thing with Pochettino when he did arrive was that the first thing he fixed was the defence. He brought better players. Um, he brought you know to actually turn him into a unit and develop them as a unit and together. And then when we'd be finished um, second or third in the, you know, in the Premier League a few years ago, it was our defence that was that rock that we built our attacking side, our attacking players and our attacking game from. Because we could attack because we knew we had a good defensive lineup that would stop any counter-attack. And that's why we was, and I call it successful finishing runners-up in third they're great seasons. Um, and so from that, basically, we're in this quandary of a mess where Levy has a manager who cannot develop the squad he's got, who cannot get more from them, who is a man manager, I think, who <laughs> is slagging off his team. Like the other week where he said, same, say same manager, different players. Like it's not my same, fault. Same tactics, yeah, yeah. Same tactics, different players. Okay, so it it, it sort yeah, of. Comes... I think what he yeah what he was saying was that the players were not. Uh, he's beginning to have some doubt. How what I took from that was that he he was having doubts that some of the players are are up to this, and I think that that's probably something that we have talked about. Yeah, six but, months ago. Uh, for... For for me, it's it's like okay, if you're such a great manager winning trophies, why can't you get this team playing together consistently, as opposed to what we're seeing now? Why are we conceding late goals? It ha- it's happened so often this season. Where are his solutions? Okay, I look, I, I've given, I haven't been overly critical of him <laughs> recently because we haven't podcast, but even with with Given him a chance, says, okay, you've come in here to win trophies. You might win a League Cup, which I doubt. 
Um, all right, let's give you that space and time and let's not, you know, start to bite at his ankles straight away. However, we're in April now. We've seen the actual run in the second half of the season and it's been awful. And, you know, and he, I haven't seen any solutions from him. He doesn't know what side is his best side and he's not utilising a style that suits his better players. His best players are attacking players, full stop. So why don't you emphasise that style of play, you know, and and and, and also, you know, defend with a high line. Do that. You know, keep away from our goals because when you back off and you play defensive and you're almost marking defensive line just, just outside the box, the better sides and even the average sides are going to have a go at you and, we'll concede, and we will concede as usual. There isn't any assistance between different defenders. We've seen so many mistakes, individual mistakes, because they're not playing as a unit. The other day, that you know, there's two players ran into each other because they were looking at the same player, and then there was Sanchez and, and Roden. Yeah, and then there was the. That's other when guy. I turned it. That's that, that's when I turned it off, and I said, and, "I just can't. I can't watch this anymore." And then the other guy came in, ghosted in, and then, hey, where is who's tracking him? You know, and where is uh, if it's if they where's the right back or left back? We're supporting those two central defenders a bit close, especially if it's in the box. You need to be all, you know, very close. And it's week in, week out. We have opportunities that other clubs have set us up to get into the top four. It's not us creating these, you know, these opportunities. Definitely not. We can, we, you know, we can barely beat the bottom four. And uh, and we we mess it up. Week in, week out. When we ha- and now we're two two games behind West Ham, and we'll probably slide even further down. And mm. I don't know what's happening. You know what I mean? It's kind of like it wasn't a good fit for us. You know, was he hungry enough, or was he just does he doesn't he want to work? Does he think is he scared? It, it feels like you know. I think. Um, there was that writer, I think, um, in one of the newspapers, which is Wilson. Harry I forget Harris. his first. No, not Harry Harris. <laughs> Wilson who wrote, who wrote a good article. He's basically said uh, he's under pressure and he's probably scared because of this pressure. And he's going back to his initial tactics, which don't work anymore. Mm. And so, and I see that, and it's like, well, we're blaming individual players when basically we should be blaming the unit as a whole. Mm. You know, we saw mistakes again uh, against Manchester United, and uh, but they basically played as a unit going forward. Why can't we – why aren't we more attack-minded? Because that's where our assets are in players. All our mm. best players attackers then let's play more attacking. He can't do that. He's playing, you know what I mean? He brings on defensive players. Um, let's go forward. Let's take the risks. You know what? We've only got about seven games to go. Just play football. Just go. 
you know, I'm just hoping at the end of the season, whatever happens, he's gone. And we need a f- a fresh ideas, a fresh manager, a hungry manager who wants to make a name for themselves playing good attacking football. Um, because he brought up. Yeah, I was just going to say, you brought up a really good point, I, I think, you know, and something that I must admit I'd never thought about was that um, when you, like when you said that um, whoever wrote that article uh, said that, you know, if, if if his plan, sometimes, you know, if you, if, if you go into, you know, whatever you do, football managing or just any sort of workplace, and when you're, when things aren't going to plan, all of a sudden you abandon the plan and you go back to, you know, things that exactly. have um, th- things that have worked well for you previously, but, you know, they don't necessarily fit into, you know, 2021. Um, I must admit I hadn't thought of that. And, um, and uh, yeah, and I hadn't really seen that because all I sort of see on the pitch is just, you know, the counter-attack, the counter-attack. And, I, I, I sometimes feel that um, it's just uh, his his biggest thing is that it's predictable. Um, you know, we each each team knows exactly what they're going to get when either we come or or they come and see us. Exactly, nothing changes. We don't play any differently away from home than what we do at home. Um, you know, we don't have different uh, tactics for for different. Uh, players now I'm sure they must sort of say you know with this player here you know make sure he doesn't get the ball but this is not you know like rugby league or AFL where you just you just man mark someone and they literally don't get the ball this is not this is not how the, the game is very different you know so when you're sort of man marking you can it's not like you can't you know you it's more like you choke the supply uh, to to that player, and you, you sort of look at uh, you look at other, but you know it's not so much that you go and and you know not like in the seventies where you just kick people. Um, you know, I mean nowadays if you kick people, you know, with VAR, you're going to get, you know, uh, you, you're going to get you're going to get ousted. The the other thing for me, when when he came, you know, you were very meticulous in in saying, you know, the. Um, Real Madrid and um, and and Inter Milan and at Chelsea, you know, he bought he bought the players. I mean, when you look at Inter Milan um, and when you look at you know actually all of those those especially those three clubs, you know, Man United to a lesser extent, but you look at those three, you know, they were all pretty much finished products, ready exactly. uh, re- ready to go, and world and, class and it, players. Yeah, and sometimes you know it's not so much that they're um, that you know if you look at Chiellini and some of these sort of guys now, even like Paolo Mandini, you know there were there were, I'm sure there were people that could run faster than him, that could you know hit the ball harder, that could you know head of the ball, you know. But you know there's also the mentality, um, you know that, that you know that when you when you go to these big clubs, you know even if you aren't necessarily you know um, meeting all the you know the the strength test and all that sort of thing it's all but you have that mentality that you don't sort of give up and um and so so even if you didn't have sort of big name players there they were there for a reason and they got jobs uh, jobs sort of done and he was able to um basically pick 
whoever he wanted and get whatever he wanted. Now, one of the one of the things that we've always sort of said about these sort of managers, like, you know, and Guardiola um, is the first one that sort of comes to mind, um, is that is that what happens if you take Guardiola and you you take him to, you know, West Ham or, you know, where there's no budget for these players? Um, and and you can't help but sort of think, well, they don't accept those jobs because of the limitations uh, to and, and how that sort of hurts their brand as a, as a winning manager. This was one of the reasons why I was so mystified as to why... Um, Mourinho came to us. Um, and there, there are some people saying, you know, that he's over the hill, you know, he's no longer the special one, he's the humble one. Um, and, and so, and there's no doubt, you know, that he is older, wiser. I mean, he's he's nowhere near as um, narky. I, I think he's got a little narky uh, uh, later, but, um, but where, but, you know, he's certainly, you know, a, a manager that I had up there that you know, would only go to teams where he had the budget, the means, et cetera, et cetera, to, to push on and um, to be able to get the players that he wanted. Um, and that means getting rid of the players also that he wanted. Now, with Levy, it's different. You, you manage this as a business. You sell players to buy players. And if you can't find a home for another player, then you're stuck with him. Uh, you know, uh, regardless of whether whether you know you signed him or it was you know Pochettino or whoever the previous manager would be at whatever club, um, this is yeah. And when you, when I think of that, I just think to myself, this was never ever going to work um, because he's not. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you one hundred percent. He's not a developer of younger players. Um, or even has had a track record of saying, okay, I'm, I'm dealing at a club with a less budget than, say, Real Madrid and, and, and all these sorts, sorts of things. He's just dealt with the finished product and just basically had the man management skills to motivate, to, um, to go out. And usually, especially in, in most of these, you know, when you're that far ahead, all of a sudden you become you know, this steely, you know, mentally, you know, indestructible sort of force. That's not the case with us at the moment. Um, we're very far from that because we don't have that sort of means or pulling power. Uh, no matter how what we, you know, no matter how much we love the club, we, you know, the reality is, is that we don't have the pulling power of Manchester City, you know, with, you know, we're not going to be able to get, you know, the De Bruyne's and, 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 you know, all these sort of players that are the next sort of in line, they're going to go to all of these sort of bigger players, you know. Um, uh, you know, so for me, I just, you know, that's one of the things that I keep coming back to, you know, and when I'm watching these games, I'm sort of thinking like what you mentioned about, you know, you don't see the development. I, I don't see it either. And I just wonder, you know, if, if he's to... If, 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 I mean, if he's to stay on next 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 year, um, the you know, and if if we're dealing with the Mourinho that we think that we're sort of that we thought that we were getting, which is you know, the, the Inter Milan and uh, and all the that old sort of thing. Tenu- yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, 
I mean, you know, surely the, the, we would have had that conversation about, you know, players and, and, and so forth. And if you can't get the players, you've got to motivate them. You've got to, you know, you're basically almost going backwards to when you were like, you know, 20, you know, to like when you were 30, 32, starting at Porto. And, and, and even before Porto, you know, like you, you've got to prove yourself to get to a big club like Porto, you know. Um, I, uh, yeah, I'm sort of flabbergasted at, 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 at just the, the, the reasoning and the motivational fit that he is um, sort of well, at, I think, at the club. I think he was a short-term solution for Levy because, look, Levy has built the infrastructure there for a very successful club. He's got a, a world-class stadium. He's got world-class facilities. Okay, so there's that infrastructure. He's done it. As a businessman, he's seen, he's gone to Spurs and said, okay, what do we need for long-term success? And that's what he, he built, that f- infrastructure. So he's been unlucky because of COVID. So he, <laughs> the stadium's been empty. Um. And Mourinho's been lucky this COVID because he would have heard what fans would have said about his performances. Mm. So from Levy's point of view, we've missed out on a whole season of money coming through that stadium. Um, So he's been very unlucky in that case. You know, you build a stadium and suddenly you've got COVID-19. So he's been very unlucky for that because there's that money – don't forget, he's built this infrastructure. And so with that money that will come from all this, he can then step up the investment of who he buys. Okay. So I know, and that's how he 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 sees a long he sees a long-term solution. The issue with Pochettino was that we got to where he wanted to go much sooner than what the, I think the long-term plan was. He probably thought he probably thought by now we would have done what we did three, four years ago. But it almost said to, it was almost where Pochettino fished second and third and all that. It's like, wow, I don't have to spend that much in players because this guy's going to do it for me. This guy's look what he's doing with the players we already have. Look at the young players coming through. He's saving me money. So instead of thinking, okay, I need to support him because there are going to be seasons where we won't have brilliant young players coming through. We won't be able, you know what I mean? In the future, there might be a year where we can't buy the players we want. Let's invest now. And then there was those two transfer windows where we didn't buy anyone that was – the catalyst to what we're seeing now because I think at the moment if you want to stay up in the top four you have to invest in the team every time maybe not so much in January you might buy one or two players but during the summer you need to buy players to freshen the squad and to introduce players that will take over the ones that are in their 30s and that's a natural evolution of things in a club the successful ones and let's look at man united look how many how many plays uh ferguson went through lots Mm -hmm. of players 
you know. He probably built four or five different teams that won trophies over his period but, but, there. But if you think about guys, just to back you up on that, if you think about guys like Yap Stam who did something or all of, or all of a sudden Ferguson sort of said, you know what, I'm not convinced he's ever going to be the player that, he, that I want him to no, be. Fer- except, Ferguson. Except he got rid of them straight away. Well, Fer- we no, I think Ferguson that. was – well, Ferguson is – it was more – some of these players he got rid of was more from discipline – um, that he was the boss as opposed to – so I think it was Stan, he, did he write a book that he wasn't happy with? Um, I can't remember. You know, even, you know, even Keane, he got rid of Keane at the end because he, you know, I think he was more interested in maintaining him, his total hold over that club than anything else. But for them – but he – continued to bring in different players, you know, all the time. And that's why he remained successful. And also, obviously, when he sta- when he was started there, they were the richest club, you know, in the UK, in England, by far, head and shoulders. So he started from a, a, a better level. Now, I think for us is that everyone underestimated what Pochettino could do with the plays he had. Unfortunately for him, Lee, Levy thought he could get away with certain things and that's been disastrous because, you know, those two transfer windows, we could have brought in half a dozen players who would now be the core of this team, you know, mm. and, um, and continuing to add, you know, you, you get rid of your surplus requirements, you bring in new players you build the better squad. And that was hamstrung because of those two transfer windows. But but also now it's difficult because, you know, until, you know, fans are allowed back into that stadium, then there's all – there's lack of revenue. He needs – he's got the infrastructure to be – to compete with the other big clubs in the league, okay? You you know, we've got a better stadium and better training facilities than probably most of those clubs or mm-hmm. on a par with them, okay? So there's your infrastructure. And then he needs all that to generate the money. He, all, he needed also with, the, you know, with the American football that was going to come probably other entertainment things that were going to happen at Spurs because of that plastic pitch as well, that he could build that revenue. So he wasn't wrong in doing that. But I think we we are, as fans, we are impatient about because we Pochettino got us to a certain level too quickly. And then I think all that, then Mourinho comes in and Mourinho goes, big stadium, great facilities, these players – Champions League final. These players finish second and third. You know what I mean? I can do. I can work with these players. No, not realizing that behind the scenes it was Pochettino just squeezing everything out of them. You know, just every inch, yeah. and them wanting to play for him so badly that they did improve. Um, and then it's almost like. Uh, that these players now under Mourinho, 
are deflated somewhat and the results don't help. You know what I mean? They probably don't have mm. that confidence that Pochettino instilled in them. They probably don't feel that confident because of the way we play, of the defensive style. If you're going to be a great team, you need to have a go at other teams. That's how they were right. You know, in, in they've played five, six seasons under Pochettino where they had a go at other teams. That's the way he wanted them to play. And then when you're now have to defend outside your box, you know what I mean? There's that mm. a little bit of personal ego that's been tarnished because of that. You know, it, it worked for a while, you know, at the beginning of the season when we ended up on top and continued that because our counter-attack was so successful, you know, with Sun and uh, Harry Kane. You know, we only needed a couple of chances to win games. And now we're not really even playing that counter-attack with any confidence. It's it's a mess. It's a total mess. And if, he's, and if he stays, then that has to be a huge investment in that back line. Um, and other parts. And then there's also now rumours that Harry Kane wants to go. I don't know how true that is, and I don't know how how Levy's going to respond to that other than putting a huge price tag on him, you know, £150 million or whatever, which there's only it needs a few to be more clubs. than that. <laughs> well, whatever it, he puts on him, and there won't be that many teams who will be able to afford him. I mean, people are talking about staying in England. For a start, Levy won't sell him to another English club, full stop. Mm. You know? You know, he would need to go abroad and get one of those teams to pay a lot of money. And, of course, the talk is Paris Saint-Germain because of Pochettino. And at the moment, we've got Harry Kane at his at his optimum level. And so that's the unfortunate thing for him. But, you know, I just – it's been so frustrating that, really, I'm just over it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's so, just so, difficult. So, Go on. So, yeah. Yeah, this this sort of begs the question and, you know, we're, we haven't got much more time to go because we've already – Hulk smashed that. Uh, well, what a surprise! Forty-five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um, the big question for me now is what happens next year. Um, you know, we've uh, we mentioned before Nuno Santo. Uh, uh, oh God, I forget. I forgot. Uh, Nuno Espirito Santo, the the Wolves manager. You know, they that that's sort of the latest report. You know, we know now that the tabloids. You know that you know, especially the English tabloids. Yeah. Just, just say things, you know. I, 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 I don't choose to believe that per- personally. Um, for, for me, you know, like you talk about the opportunity of, you know, what happens if there were crowds. Yes, the crowds might get on his back, but you know, but with those crowds also comes the ability to buy, you know, players and and maybe go for some of these bigger these bigger names that we have. And this has been one of the things, you know, people say, you know, why should I go for Spurs? I said, because we're the club, you know, who have the ability to actually get to that next level, you know. Um, we haven't seen, but although we don't have any particular history of going for, you know, 
maybe once or twice we sort of get a sort of play, but then they sort of go to, you know, yeah, yeah, you think of Modric and, and all these sort of ones, you know, we haven't been quite that destination club for, for, for sort of some of those sort of players. So for me, um, does he stay or does he go, you know, because if you do get rid of him, you're sort of saying, well, you know, has he really had that opportunity to get, you know, to get the the players that he wants, um, et cetera, et cetera. If he plays another, uh, you know, we're, we're still going through COVID. I mean, I, I don't know if they're going to open up the, uh, you know, the, uh, the, you know, come, come next season, whether, you know, whether the, I think they'll be better off. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, they'll be better off. Yeah. But the thing is, you know, going into next season, you know, the money isn't there to to invest. And, you know, for for some and for some of the players, you know, like the Orioles of the world that, you know, that you know, since the day he's walked in the club that people have said, oh, you know, well, you know, you should get rid of him and all that sort of thing. Um, that's fine. But Levy wants to say, but Levy will say, you know, we want to get 24 million for him. And how many clubs really have got 24 million apart from like the Real Madrid? And, you know, and to be quite honest, you know, those sort of really big clubs are not going to be suitors for, for this particular player. So, I mean, so, so, I mean, I, I think that if he stays, next season is going to be exactly the same. It's not going to be until, you know, the, you know, um, the 2022, the, the sorry, the end of the 21-22 season, which is the end of next season, that hopefully if if the crowds are back and you know we you have the circle of influence with you know um, people going into the stadium, spending money on not dogs and falafels and all you know all that sort of stuff, um, you know buying the Falfels. shirts, you know buying up <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for the veggies <laughs> out there. Um, you know, so going through, you know, attending, buying the shirts, you know, and, and and so forth, and the revenue sort of comes in, the NFL and all that sort of thing. Um, the NFL might be another another year away, you know. But, you know, um, I mean, if we think that, you know, him staying next season, that anything's going to change, economically it's impossible for that to for that to uh, for that to change. Well, I think with that as well, there's also the other argument that it's across Europe. So not, not many, I don't know whether there's fans, there are definitely no fans in Italy and, you know, the other major countries because they're, they're basically going through a third wave. But it, I think in the UK, um, the success of the vaccination process as opposed to in Australia where it's a total mess um, will mean <laughs> that they've, they've, because everyone's been and, you know, a high percentage of the population will have been vaccinated, then they've sort of almost got herd immunity, which means, uh, hopefully means, <laughs> um, <laughs> that there's less chance of them to catch it. But if they do catch it, your their bodies will be in a stronger position to fight it. Because at the moment as well, look, there's going to be long-term effects of COVID, and and even for the people who had it and survive, a lot of the studies have shown they've got they've damage there's there's damage to their lungs and to their hearts that they will have to deal with as their decades roll by. But mm. you know what I mean. I'm, but uh, this 
there's less money to spend. So, you know, we won't be getting the top tier players, but then maybe the other ones, you know, the, the thing is you need to show these players that you're competitive with whoever else, whether the type of football you play as well. Do you really want to be playing the Mourinho style of football when you go into a club, when you're basically a free scoring midfielder or whatever we're going to try and um, get, or, you know, a, a very strong and compact defender who basically is looking at the mess of Spurs and going, well, am I going to be carrying three other players? You know what I mean? Mm. It's just, we need to do it. Do we need a circuit breaker? I think we do. And the easiest way to get a circuit breaker is to replace the coach. That's what happened to Pochettino because I think the loss at the Champions League really affected the club as a whole. You could see when the the lack of, it's almost like the depression in that squad mm. where they weren't giving everything. And it wasn't, I think, for Pochettino's sake. I think it was more like they were all down because really in their heart of hearts, they could have won that game. You know what I mean? They saw, and they, yeah. it's kind of a look at Liverpool now, won the league, and suddenly this season they're hopeless. Really, mm. you know, for, for a club that won by so many points to be fifth or sixth or whatever they are, that's a disaster. The fall from, yeah, so, it's a fall from grace, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, things like that where you achieve something or you almost achieve something have that psychological issue. And I think at the moment we're probably, as fans, suffering psychologically because, hey, to me it's like, okay, we're losing, but we're not even giving it a go. Yeah. We're almost like too scared to play. I don't know. It's just mm. I can't be doing it with another season like that. Yeah. The other well, the, the other thing that we haven't, and I don't know where we've got time to really go into this, but let's just mention it, is that you know, how does you know the COVID pandemic affect the playing group to be able to perform to what the coach wants, to be able to come up every week and do it. Now, of course, yeah, there's going to be some some sides. I mean, I mean, this this for me is where you get some inconsistencies in 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 some sort of teams. So you mentioned before about Liverpool. You know, perhaps have some of their players, you know, been affected, you know, by things that have gone, you know, outside of, uh, you know, yeah. sort, of, sort of off field sort of things that affect the on field. You know, I think that part of that can be attributed to to some of the I mean we've got you know Colombians like uh, you know and um, Brazilian players such as um, uh, you know the Brazilian uh, Lucas Mua and uh, <laughs> I'm trying to do my notes Liz there. <laughs> I know I don't um, know. <laughs> yeah and uh, and <laughs> <laughs> the Andrew Orsati of um, another set manager. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, but getting back on point, you know, the, the Lucas Mouras and the De Vincent Sanchez, you know, you go, you know, you've got, you know, you're here doing, you know, you know your family's over in, um, in uh, Colombia where things are, you know, if we're talking about, well, e- even if you look at, um, at Moura, I mean, Brazil, there's what, you know, Still, four thousand people, you know, dying. Four thousand people no. dying a day, or something. I mean, a it's, day. yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, it's astounding. You know, the, the sort of the numbers. I mean, some of that sort of stuff has to come into 
come into play, you know. I mean, I mean, you know, it's you know, the Italian players that are playing in our league, you know, the Germans and all that. I mean, they've all been going through some so difficult stuff. So sometimes, you know, it's it's not always easy for uh, for some of these players to just, you know, sort of get up and, and, and do this because, you know, a part of them is sort of like, you know, we're a bit sort of fed up, you know, with, uh, with what's sort of going on. I mean, I think probably, you know, there's many players, a vast, uh, you know, a, a, a pretty big percentage of the players are probably just looking forward to just finishing this season, be done with it, you know, regardless of whether, whether you win or anything, just don't get relegated and, and we'll just do it again next season sort of thing, you know. Um, oh, I think you're right because I, so, it was almost like so, yeah. last season was yeah. the COVID season, but it's continued. Yeah, yeah. And I think next season, the economic impact of COVID that is going on now that has been, that's coming from not just us, but other sort of clubs as well, is going to influence, as we were talking about before, the ability to transfer players. Um, you know, players like, you know, you know, uh, what, Skriniar, you know, the one that uh, he wanted and, and, and you know, the, if the reports were right, you know, five million was the difference and he just didn't want to pay it, you know. Um, now, you know, I mean, when you look now, I mean, a lot of those, you know, like Inter Milan and, uh, you know, and any of these, sort of, you know, like Red Bull, Salzburg, all those sort of players that we've been, you know, sort of linked with in the last sort of 12, 18 months. I mean, those sort of, those sorts of teams, uh, are going to be hanging on to their assets. They're not wanting to fire sale. No, unless they need to um, mm. because of the lack of crowds and, and sponsors. Look, the English clubs have such a good television deal that they will survive. The other clubs or the two big clubs in Spain would do okay because their deals are by individual clubs so they're always going to get the most money from television and mm. the other teams won't. Um, and I'm assuming it's the same in Italy and, and Germany. So the elite clubs will still be okay to transfer. Uh, the expectations, though, is that those those transfer prices might have to reduce. It I has think. to. It, it has to. I mean... And then what the players get as well, that's going to be the issue because that's going to be the stumbling block where they're expecting to get whatever they're getting now and more where the clubs go, well, look, we've got no crowds. We need to reduce. You can come mm. here, but you're not going to get as much, uh, the pay that you, you're expecting because we don't have any crowds, you know, Absolutely. and all that, that generates. So I think the transfers might be okay because I think most of the biggest clubs will probably pay less because everyone else is going to be paying less for transfers. But the stumbling block is going to be, I think, I think the players who are expecting to make as much money or more as their current contracts. And if all these other clubs are saying, well, I don't have the money, we've got no crowds, you know, mm. you can go out and sell some hot dogs on the street and then maybe we could pay you a bit more. <laughs> but, that, that, but it's hard to tell. And don't forget as well, um, we've got the – the uh, the Euros coming this season at the end of the year, and so that's the when Olympics we'll see. Well. 
Oh, sorry. Right? Is it is it the end the end of the year? Did you say the end of the season? Sorry, end of the season. Oh, the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we got the Olympics. That's, that's and the, the same time as the Olympics, you know. So there'll be Olympic. Yeah, and- give or take. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting on the transfer market because normally a lot of the transfers happen after the Euros. Players don't want to know about transfers and all that kind of stuff. They're concentrating with their countries, you know. And then after that, there will be a, a flurry of changes and so forth. So. Um, Maybe, I don't know. It's just, it's very, un- like you said, it's very uncertain. So, you know, I've, mm. I've sort of given some options, but they could, they're probably completely wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so you I know, guess, you know, well, go. Oh, well, my thing is if he doesn't go, I can't see, can you see Levy buying 10 players that he wants? at 80 million pounds each or whatever it's going to be. I can't see that. So he's, we need a circuit breaker because the last season and a half has been awful. Um, so the easiest way for a circuit breaker to occur at Spurs is to change the coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but can yeah, but but you know, for all of the economic stuff that we've just been talking about, can Levy afford to pay Mourinho out? Well, I don't know what the you know. There's so much information, well, rumours. Let's say not information about how much Mourinho would get paid off to leave. Um, can can Levy afford another season where his Tottenham side? is mid-table. Mm. And then where, you know what I mean? It's kind of, it's not only, you're, if you're mid-table, then not only you get your TV money, as everyone else does, but you get appearance money. Mm. So if you're not near the top fighting for spots, that's why we're always playing on a Sunday in this and, and so forth. It's because we're one of those teams that attracts the TV. Um, TV viewers, because of because in the past of the attractive football that we played, but not so much mm-hmm. this season. Um, but you know what? It's it's yeah. You need to be up there, competing, to get that extra money. The the reason why Liverpool, Man United, and Chelsea and whoever get extra TV money, which helps them in the transfer market and, and everything else, is because they're up there competing all the time, um, and they've got a big supporter base who will pay to watch them as mm. opposed to, you know, if you're finishing, you know, it's kind of like when we were, we were through our hot run, we were always mid table close to the bottom for a decade and a half. You know, it's kind of like, why would you put us on a Sunday or Friday? I mean, at the moment, you know, the, the EPL is sort of showing games what almost seven days a week, isn't it? They they've got sometimes yeah. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Um, so they're okay because they're going to get their viewers. Um, but if we're not up there competing for Europe, it's not only just the money for the Champions League; it's actually the TV money for your European games and your. EPL games. Mm. 
you need to be up there so you're featured in the best spots. And if we're finishing, if we finish another eighth or tenth or whatever next season, and we're just, you know, also rants, we're not going to feature in those games. We won't get extra money. So I think Levy, I think Levy understands that TV money is what makes the EPL such a successful and lucrative competition. If you look at Spurs, we're probably in the top 10 of the richest club in the world, or in Europe at least, because a lot of us coming through that TV money. Hmm. I don't know. It's so, just, yeah. You know, um, I, want him, I want him gone, full stop, which is, <laughs> which is the title of the oh, I wanted for the episode. <laughs> I want him gone. <laughs> and he's out of here. Um, okay, so I think we've got to get out of here. Um, yeah. It's past the weekend now. <laughs> and I've got to be up in a couple of hours. So um, great to have that uh, sort of insight. One, The one final question that I will hold Another you to. Another 15 minutes. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's just like, will he be the manager of Spurs come the start of next season? Regardless um, of what you think you would like to have happen, the reality of what you think will happen. Because I, okay. I'll go first. I he'll still be here. Okay, he'll still be there. I think Levy will sack him. <laughs> Another second. Uh, only because of what I've sort of argued was this: he needs a circuit breaker. He needs to be finishing top four. Okay. He's not going to spend eight hundred million quid on players so Mourinho yeah. can win the league. The theory, the the theory, the, the theory makes a lot of sense. But once again, will it? Who happen? knows? If he's yeah. got a love affair with Mourinho, and you know. He's got sparkles in his eyes. He's not going to sack him. He's been, I mean, Mourinho's been lucky. There's been no crowds. Then Levy would realise the reality of what the Spurs fans, because he doesn't listen to podcasts. He doesn't listen to social media. He doesn't care any of that. He's above all that. Does he? I think think he's blocked us now. (laughs) But you know what I mean? He doesn't. He, he doesn't involve himself in the fan culture of podcasts or social media. So he doesn't realise. Owners only realise is when the 60,000 people start booing at your manager, you know something, they, you need a circle breaker. And Mourinho's been so bloody lucky that no one's been in the, in the grounds at all. Mm. You know, so it's – the EPL's teams are already in a bubble – this is even a bigger bubble, you know, sort of bubble within a bubble because they don't know because they're not. They don't live in a real world. They don't live in something where we're here yelling and shouting and screaming at the TV because <laughs> they're playing like crap. He doesn't. He doesn't see that. The only chance football clubs have to see a bit of reality is when the fans are in the stadium and you're getting booed because you've lost another two nil. Um, head start or one nil head start or whatever, and he's been okay. lucky that um, way. Okay, we're out of here. Um, as always, we will leave uh, the listeners who are still with us um, <laughs> with the prediction. So we've got Everton. So we're playing um, Friday night slash Saturday morning our time. Um, yeah, probably the Friday night game over there. We're we're on at five a.m. 
So that will be, you know, strange for us because we've never had that sort of no, uh, luxury. Haven't, haven't we? Yeah. Um, so that'll be good. I'll be up. Um, You'll be up, yeah. Your, That's your, yeah, time. your prediction. This is at Goodison Park against Everton. I'm going to be nice and say a one or draw. I'm going to be let's even nicer. Super positive. And I'm going to Go be on. I'm going to be even nicer and just say that I don't know under the the starry starry nights lights I should say the nights. <laughs> yep. Um, that uh, you know we will get away with a two nil win. God, it's like. Do you remember under Pochettino, you would go, I think we'll win 5 0? That's what you're sounding like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, uh, we're out of here. Yes. So um, we'll, be, we'll be back next week. Let's, <laughs> let's not push it. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we say that in December? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think, you know, we, we, you know, there's eight games left. I think we can uh, hopefully. Um, you know, especially while next week will be good because, you know, this is our at home. Actually, you're in the office next week, so it'll be difficult for you. But for me, I can stay up till whatever time. I know you I can. I need to roll out of bed at five minutes before I work. So, <laughs> well, well, actually, no, because if we do it on a Wednesday night, I'm working from home on Thursday. So, Okay, Wednesday night it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, then. Adios. Come on, you Spurs. Boys.